Hello everyone, it's me Azra Begovic and welcome to another episode of the Season of Sports. Um, it's been a quiet time obviously with self-isolation and um, doing a lot of nothing. Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a difficult time in the world out there with the coronavirus. So we've been firing out these episodes. Um, first and foremost, I hope you're all safe. Um, stay safe, listen to your rules, listen to your government. Let's listen to the restrictions that are put in place um, so we can all go back to normality uh, sooner. Um, the longer we defy these rules and the longer we don't listen to them, the, the longer we're going to be doing nothing and uh, risking people's health. So let's be smart people. Let's stay safe. Let's be sensible and, and um, let's do the right thing. Um, so as I was saying, definitely quite a few episodes have been out there uh, in the last week. Um, so many things to catch up on. Um, Got to say a big thank you to John Cross, Max Whittle, Alex Goldberg, and of course, Derek Havens for joining me as special guests in the pod. And, um, you know, if we continue to do quite a few more episodes, then uh, we'll get some more special special guests as you guys are seem to be enjoying them. So I appreciate the support on that. Um, today's podcast, we're going to get into news and notes through the NFL, um, sort of wrap up the first week of free agency and all the news and notes um, that, that happened last week. Um, we're going to touch on the Patriots. Um, huge Patriots fan here myself. So we want to get into what's what's in store for them. And then we're going to go through some winners and losers of the first week of free agency and just um, break down a couple of um, couple of teams on each side. And then, of course, we finish with the huddle. Um, the huddle is the part of the show where I answer your questions. Uh, you guys get in touch with us. Uh, via Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook, and uh, we can't thank you enough for the questions. So, so the first thing we obviously have to start with is the Tom Brady news. Um, we I've discussed it with numerous guests, um, but kind of wanted to wrap it all up. Now we have more details um, on the deal, but Tom Brady has agreed to join the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, it's a two-year, fifty million dollar deal, um, which. It's a good deal for the Bucks. You know, it's a sort of Drew Brees range, Philip Rivers, Philip Rivers range. Um, you know, not a crazy number, and I think it puts them in a good position to fill out their team and um, make it incredibly competitive. Um, first and foremost, who's 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 at fault for him leaving the Patriots? Um, it's probably threefold. Ultimately, um, it's down to Brady, Belichick, and Robert Kraft. Um, I think Bill Belichick had the ultimate say on this decision, and I think that's what it came down to. I don't think he wanted, I don't think he wanted Tom Brady back, um, because either from a financial point of view, it was always going to be difficult. Uh, the cap, the cap space for the Patriots is incredibly limited, um, so they were never going to be able to pay Tom Brady probably what he wanted. I would imagine, and that was always going to be a tricky thing. But Tom Brady's always played for a discount. He just wants to be in a good situation where he feels comfortable, where he feels wanted and has the adequate offensive weapons to be competitive and ultimately um, enjoy the game and compete for a Super Bowl. Now, I think that that's something that hasn't happened in New England. I think New England, the Patriots have been relatively quiet in the offseason. Um, yeah, reports coming out later, yes, they were in on DeAndre Hopkins. Yes, they were in on Stefan Diggs. But why didn't the move happen? Why didn't they pull the trigger? Um, and especially with the situation as it was and the, the, the amount of draft picks that they had, um, 
I think I think you could have you could have swung a trade and really said to Tom, okay, we're we're in for one more ride. Um, that never happened. Tom Brady made a decision on Monday night a week ago today, um, where he let Robert Kraft know that he was going to leave, and it was whether you think think it or not, circumstantially, um, it was not long after Stefan Diggs had been traded to the Buffalo Bills. So take what you want from it, guys, uh, but for me that. That probably was the final straw for Tom Brady. Um, as for Robert Kraft, obviously they made some nice classy statements from him, uh, calling him the greatest ever player in the NFL. Um, I'm not sure I liked his tactics of calling Stephen A. Smith on ESPN first take um, and kind of saying it was Tom Brady's decision, trying to frame him for this. But anyway, um, th- as we all say, the, the show must go on and... We'll see what um, what happens there. Um, as for Tom Brady, I can definitely see why the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were attractive to him. It's on the East Coast. I believe, we believe, from what I see from reports, that his family were based in New York. So it's an East Coast team. A couple hours flight from New York. Um, that way he can be in regular contact with his family. Um, and I think that's where the West Coast would have been tricky. Now, for myself personally, if I could have chosen two teams that he could have gone to, uh, would have been the San Francisco 49ers and I think the Dallas Cowboys. I think those teams, if you add a Tom Brady, makes them the, the Super Bowl favorite. Um, but that's wishful thinking on my part. That's where you want your cake and eat it type thing. And um, that didn't happen, of course. Um, and then it came down to the LA Chargers, the so Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And you can definitely see why he chose the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So, listen, we... Um, yeah, we wish him all the best. It's an easy one for me to cheer for. Um, I love Tom Brady. Easy to cheer for the Buccaneers. And we hope they're going to have a good season because he chose this team, uh, one for Bruce Arians. Uh, Bruce Arians is a veteran coach that is loved by many many of his players. He likes working with veterans. He will be, I'm sure, flexible enough uh, to work with his offensive coordinator, Byron Leftwich, to to cater that offense and um, make it make it suitable for Tom and uh, make sure it operates the way they want and want it to. He's got some incredible offensive weapons already. Um, Evans, Godwin, OJ Howard, uh, Cameron Braid, the tight end, um, and his running back, Ronald Jones. Now, we believe, I'm sure, as we can all imagine, they'll continue to add to that. The likes of, you know, Antonio Brown have been mentioned, um, but definitely from an offensive point of view, um, he's going to have a lot of weapons, a lot of more than he's probably had in recent years. Um, and then also, I think just a change of scenery is going to do him good. Um, you guys know when you're in one place for a long time, um, sometimes, you know, just having new people around you and um, being in a new environment is going to freshen you up. So a couple of negative things probably that are going to be difficult in Tampa, um, um, difficult to change that special teams around. They've been one of the worst in the league for a while. Uh, their secondary needs needs improvement and also also just a discipline. I think when you look at the Patriots over the years, they've been the most disciplined team, uh, least penalized team in all of NFL. And I think when you when you can limit the turnovers, when you can limit these mistakes, and it gives you a chance to win. And I think that's that's something that Tampa Bay has to clean up and really improve going into next season if they want to be in that upper echelon of the NFL and they want to be competing um, for for the, the Super Bowl and getting to the Super Bowl. So that'll be incredibly interesting. But where does that now leave the Patriots? And I think that's the most fascinating thing of all, out of all this um, because we know Tom Brady, Tom Brady's going to be fine. He's going to a good team 
you know, now with all the weapons, they're going to be good. They're going to be competitive. And, you know, I, I imagine a playoff team. But what, what, what do you do if you're the Patriots? You know, I had Derek Havens on my show. Uh, we talked about it. You know, I would, I would prefer a teardown. Um, I would prefer now going into this draft with 12 picks, which is the second most out of all teams. Um, you have three picks in the third round. You have the first round pick. This is where I think you can really retool. You don't have a lot of cap space. You don't have a lot of flexibility. You know, do you want to be just the middle of your middle of the road team, or do you want to be in a year or two one of the better teams again? And I think this is a way of being able to stock up um, and get get younger. You know, the Patriots were the oldest team in the NFL. Get younger, get some cheap labor uh, for a couple of years, and let these guys develop um, and go from there. But at the same time. Bill Belichick is not getting any younger. He's in his 70s, and whether he's going to want a complete rebuild, I probably doubt doubt that very much. I would think that um, he's going to try and stay as competitive as possible while developing these young players. Uh, Brian Hoyer signed as a as a veteran quarterback. Jared Stidham is rumored to be the one that's going to get a shot to play. Um, I think it'll be between those two to fight it out um, as to see who's going to be the starter. So let's wait and see. I said it. You, I said it just earlier. I think the draft's going to be fascinating. At this moment in time, the Patriots have twelve picks. They they could draft a quarterback. Do they go for Jordan Love? Do they go for Justin Herbert, Jacob Eason type, and 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 go with him, or do you you know do you go more around the tight end route? You know, I think the with, ben, with Benjamin Watson retiring, I think the Patriots are absolutely thin um, at tight end. They need to get a tight end. They could probably use another wide receiver. And Keel Harry, Jacoby Myers, um, you know, I think you're going to keep developing. I think the safety position is something they need to address as um, Devin McCourty is not getting any younger. Patrick Chung is also there. They're not getting any younger. And I think D-line needs to be beefed up. You know, you lost the likes of Danny Shelton. So there's a lot of holes in this team and, um, and uh, they need to fill them. And that's why also I think when you look at the amount of holes they have, the amount of draft picks they have, I wouldn't be surprised to see a couple of other veterans get traded. Uh, does Mo Sanu get traded again? Does Julian Edelman get traded again? I mean, you hate to say it, um, but we've just seen Tom Brady leave. So why wouldn't they maybe maybe get rid of him as well? So it's going to be interesting times. I think this is the, the part of the story where it's incredibly fascinating to me and um, where they go from there. So... Let's see. Let's see what happens. A um, couple of big quarterback names still out there in the market, and you really are starting to see the the holes getting and the gaps getting filled. So where where are they going to go? Where is a Cam Newton going to go? Where is James Winston going to go? Andy Dalton will still probably be available, um, as you expect the Bengals to draft with the number one overall pick, Joe Burrow. Um, although I do think they need to trade that pick, guys. Um, I've said it um, on Twitter. I think they need to trade that pick. Listen. If you can get six picks for him, um, you can really stack up your team and 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 build from there. I mean, it's not a free agent destination. You can get some serious serious capital for him, and um, you know it's been rumored the Miami Dolphins want the number one pick. So I would I would really strongly consider trading down because if you can get five or six really solid good players. And, um, you know, maybe make Andy Dalton work as your bridge gap and then see where it takes you because, yeah, Joe Burr is just one player and they need a lot more than, than just that. So interesting to see where the other quarterbacks end up, you know, whether they're going to be able to swallow their ego 
and do a Ryan Tannehill and go somewhere as a backup. For example, I look at the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think if they're smart at Big Ben's injury history, you go for the likes of Jameis Winston. I think if you can get him to buy in and be smart and um, swallow his ego, you never know what can open up for him. You know, that whether that up situation um, get, get, gets open for him and he, he has a really good head coach, a really stable franchise, and it allows him to thrive again. Cam Newton's going to be fascinating. I really don't know. I mean, I'm sure once training camp opens, if these guys aren't signed, injuries can happen and and teams and people will want to make some moves. So let's see what happens there. Guys, as you may know, um, I have my own glove range, my own clothing line. Um, make sure you go on um, www.asmir1.shop.com to get your, your goalkeeper gloves, to get your merch from there um and you know support the cause so i really appreciate you guys supporting um all of my brands now we move into the winners and losers of the first week of the nfl offseason official free agency period um we're gonna go one by one um i guess number three number three number two number two and number one number one um so let's start with the winners um i'm gonna go at number three of my winners, I'm going to go for the Buffalo Bills. Listen, I think they got Stephon Diggs. This is your number one receiver. Now, they gave up a boatload to get him. Uh, it's a first round, a fifth round, a sixth round pick this year, and a fourth round pick next year. Um, they get a seventh rounder back along with Stephon Diggs. But you know what? This this gives you a you know number one receiver that Josh Allen needs. Um, they've still got Cole Beasley. They've tightened up the secondary with the signing of Josh Norman to a one-year deal. So this is a team now um, that is a serious team. You know, their playoff team last year. So they're gonna they're gonna push push on really, and um, you know they're gonna be the favorites now. The AFC East. I mean, it's crazy to say it. As long as the Patriots have been there and Tom Brady, Bill Belichick have been doing their thing, they've absolutely taken down the competition in, in that division. But now, uh, I believe it's it's looking to turn uh, for the likes of the Buffalo Bills. So. Really love what they did. Um, even though, t- like I said, took a lot to give, to give up for Stefan Diggs. But you always want the player, and this is a proven player who can make a difference. And like I said, I wish the Patriots would have gotten him to hopefully keep Tom Brady. But hey, such is um, such is life. Um, number three on my loser list. I'm gonna go for the Dallas Cowboys, guys. Um, not sure. I love what they're doing. Um, they lost Byron Jones. Was one of the top five if not top three cornerbacks in the game, to the Miami Dolphins. Um, he lost Jason Witten, who's an incredibly big veteran presence in and around that team. Um, you had to franchise Dak because Dak wasn't willing to take a little bit less money. You weren't going to pay him crazy money because he doesn't deserve that money. I think it's another messy situation for another year. And who knows what's going to happen uh, with that little bit of uncertainty over him. They paid Ezekiel Elliott huge money. Um they're not giving, giving Amari Cooper a five-year, $100 million deal. That's a lot of money. I mean, if this is a win-now team. And when you're paying this sort of money to these sort of players, why did you not go after Tom Brady? He would have been the one that, okay, then it makes you top two or three Super Bowl favorites. Uh, whereas now you still have Dak. You signed Gerald McCoy to a deal. I mean... I don't know. I think you know when you're the when you're the you know, Dallas Cowboys and where what position they were in. I think what what they possibilities they had. 
I don't know. I, I was a little bit underwhelmed, I have to say, and that's why I put him as my number three on the losing side of things. Number two on the winners, um, I'm going to go LA Chargers. Well, the LA Chargers um, last year, I guess through injuries and different things, you know, we had a difficult year, but now they've they've absolutely stocked up once again. Uh, they, they signed tackle Brian Bulaga, D lineman Linville Jones, uh, quarterback Chris Harris to add to their impressive defense already. This is going to be one of the top three or four defenses in the league. Um, so it's an Anthony Lynn, who used to be a running back. This is going to be that strong defense first type of team. Run the ball, take care of the ball, quarterback position type of team. This is going to be a serious team. Now, going into a new stadium, do they have that franchise name and the franchise player with the big face and everything else? They probably don't. But hey, you know, let's let's wait and see what happens there, uh, whether they make any more moves. But as of right now, they're, they're sticking with Tyrod Taylor to lead that team. Now, that's the one place maybe Cam Newton, if he's willing to, to go to LA to be that big name, um, that big player maybe you know, on a cheap deal uh, where he can go and, and be that franchise quarterback. But whether he's going to buy in and you know follow these bad boys uh, on the D line on the defensive end, you know you got to still Melvin Ingram, you still have Joey Bosa. This is this is one heck of a team, and uh, I think they they did some serious work this offseason so far. Plus, don't forget, they have the number six pick in the NFL draft. So they can they can shore up that offensive line even more. I don't see them going for quarterback, but hey, you never know. So this is a very well-run franchise and in an incredibly strong position. So keep your eye on the LA Chargers. Number two on my losers. Um, I'm going to go for the Chicago Bears. Um, I think, listen, I think we... We know that they needed an upgraded quarterback, or they should get an upgraded quarterback. And Mitch Trubisky hasn't quite delivered. Mitch Trubisky hasn't quite been what they wanted to do. Um, I think a lot of people would have disagreed with their move to give up so much a couple of years ago when they drafted him at number two. Um, and you get Nick Foles, a fourth round, fourth fourth round pick. Again, doesn't inspire me. Um, Nick Foles is probably slightly better than Mitch Trubisky, and Nick Foles could. Could do better. If this is a competition, you wouldn't be surprised if Nick Foles is starting quarterback week one of the NFL season. But it doesn't really, again, why not push for something? Why not give yourself a chance to go for it? Um, you know, you have Khalil Mack. This is a big market. This is a big fan base. This is a team that deserves to be competing against the best. And I wasn't quite sure. Jimmy Graham. Downward spiral of his career. Uh, two years, $60 million deal. Robert Quinn, defensive tackle, five years, $70 million. Not bad moves, but just not quite going to take you over the edge. I mean, you're going to compete now with the Green Bay Packers, who are going to be very, very strong. You have the Detroit Lions in that division who are going to get better, and you think you have the Vikings. So, I don't know. I just think, again, underwhelmed. Could have gone for it. Could have pushed the boat a little bit more to really... Go go for it. Uh, but, and before I get to my number one in the winning side of things, I'm going to finish off my losers. I always think it's nicer to finish on a good note. Uh, number one losing team for me is the Houston Texans. The, the Houston Texans trading away DeAndre Hopkins for David Johnson, who's been a banged up court, running back for the last two years, and a second and fourth round pick. I, I'm surprised. I'm surprised. Um... I'm not surprised so much that DeAndre Hopkins was dealt. Um, listen, they're going to have to pay Deshaun Watson. 
They're going to have to pay Tuncel, left tackle. Some, something has to give. I, I get that. It's a business. It's an economic decision, whatever. You, DeAndre Hopkins was reported to be asking for the north of $20 million a year. Maybe it's not a more sensible thing. But when you look at what the Buffalo Bills gave up for the Stefan Diggs, and then now, do we all think DeAndre Hopkins is a better wide receiver than Stefan Diggs? Probably. Not by a crazy amount, but probably better. How do you get that much less? Now, David Johnson, okay. Yeah, but it's got to be a minimum of first-round pick. Surely. That I think, I'm not, like I said, I'm not surprised or disappointed they traded him. So there's something, something has to give. But you gave him away for nothing. Or for not a lot. I mean, they could have gotten more. I think the package is... The part that really surprises me, they obviously ran, added Randall Cobb to that receiving core with the likes of Will Fuller, Kenny Stills. But hey, I don't know. Just the package is the part that disappoints me. I think they could have gotten at least a couple more draft picks and at least a first rounder for someone of DeAndre Hopkins' talent and ability. Moving on to the number one winner in the NFL offseason so far. Yeah, listen, I don't care what anyone says. It's Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You had a Tom Brady. You had the greatest player of all time. This adds credibility. This is going to add motivation to that team. This is going to add that sort of discipline. This is going to add everything. Um, that noise that that franchise needed. And listen, it's a great market. They wanted this can now push them on because it's going to push Mike Evans further, Chris Godwin further, OG Howard, Cameron Braid, all those boys. They're going to take their level, their games to another level. And let's wait and see. Bruce Arians. Great coach, loves dealing with veteran players. I think this is this is a really nice fit. This is a really nice situation, and um, it's a really good situation to to be able to to cheer for. So, I'd go with with them as my number one. How can you not listen? You've just got the greatest player in the game, or the NFL has ever seen. So this is the one you got to go to. Honorable mentions to teams that I had to leave off the list. Listen, the Eagles, Darius Slay. Immediately, big need for them. Immediately upgrades your your um, your secondary. Um, they got rid of Nelson Aguilar. He went to the Raiders. Listen, they can they can they can they can recoup that. But big big need for the Eagles, and they they sorted that out. Forty ers Listen, they had to give it a Buckner. He was a, he was traded to the Indianapolis Colts for the thirteenth pick. Very valuable pick. Um, Armstead was re-signed. You know, you can't do it all, but this is a team. I think that it's some nice moves um, to keep that team intact and hopefully make them stronger going forward. Um, then the Baltimore Ravens. Listen, this is a bad, bad football team. Bad, like, put of bad men, just absolute bad boys. You know, this is adding Calais Campbell. Man, what a team. Um You've got to look at this as an incredibly strong force, that de- defense in the in the AFC. My God, look out for the Baltimore Ravens next year, guys. You know, I, I, I couldn't be more intrigued by them. Lamar Jackson got another year of growth. They're going to be incredibly um, exciting to watch. So, yeah, those are my winners and losers. Um, let's get into the huddle. Um, going to answer some of your questions. Our first question comes from Instagram. Uh, Francesco Viscuso, thank you so much for coming um coming to our platform and sending your question in um congrats on your podcast uh how is the life of a professionist of your level 
related to the alimentation. Um, how do you deal with this issue? Cheers from Lazio fan. Well, listen, first and foremost, thank you for your question. Um, football worlds all together. Milan, Lazio, doesn't matter. Uh, thank you for the question. Um, well, listen, I think it's a tricky time for everybody. You stay at home. You you follow the orders from the government, from the people in charge, and we all hope this is going to be over um, very very soon and safe enough for all of us to to go back to doing and enjoying to doing to do what we enjoy doing. So. Let's go from there. Uh, we'll see what happens, and uh, hopefully, hopefully, um, we get back to work very, very soon. Thanks again for your question. Next question we have on Twitter. Um, it's from a regular, one of our regular listeners, Harris McConya, N one at Harris McConya N one. Is there any way that you can give the people some football? For example, you could organize an online FIFA twenty tournament, stream on YouTube. Um, we do want your teammates and other footballers to play just as Formula 1 drivers are doing the same races from their houses but that's, that's a great question I mean I wish I could I wish I was a gamer so I could <laughs> I wish I could um, get involved with this a bit more but yeah I mean let, let's let's reach out to the FIFA the EA Sports what can they do give a bit of entertainment to people have some fun uh, get these tournaments going and surely there's got to be something out there so that's a great question and I would love to to organize something. So yeah, maybe I'll get in touch with them, see what I can do for you, Harris. But guys, thanks for listening. That's going to do it for me for this time. Um, appreciate you listening. Appreciate you following us on our, all our platforms. We're on Twitter. Uh, we're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. Get, get us there. Please leave us reviews. It means a lot. You know, get, Let's get our rating up. Let's keep doing this thing. Um, but I need your guys' help. I need your guys' um, reviews to help me. So Let's do that. And um, yeah, keep listening to us. Audio Boom, iTunes, Spotify, Anchor, wherever you get your podcast from. We're pretty much everywhere now. So keep listening, guys. Keep following. I'll be back with you very, very soon.